2017. Gonna answer some group questions. I have a question come in. Again, thank you for everybody who came out to the class yesterday. Uh, the 60 cops that showed up, and hopefully, you guys took nuggets out of the, the training. And I imagine I'll see probably about half of you at the two day course. Uh, one of the ones that's coming up. We have some room left in the Morris County class, and I literally am overbooked for Monmouth County for 11, 28, and 29. So, for the two day course, unfortunately, guys, we will see you next year. First class for the new year will be 116 through 117 Bergen County Police Academy. Plenty of room there, but it is filling up. We have a lot of people registered that. We have actually a lot of people registered for the Rowan University or Rowan College class. Uh, it's 19th and 20th of February. That'll be a pretty big class. It will one day come up at Livingston Police Department's hosting a class. Paul Lindsay, shout out to Paul, uh, will be hosting a one-day course. And then this, I'm sorry, next week we'll be really scheduling a, a load of one-day courses. We're going to do just a whole flurry of them. Uh, in all the different police academies throughout the state so you guys can come in and make it convenient for you to be, to uh, experience at least the one day if you don't have the time for the two day. We got some cool stuff coming up for the new year, uh, really exploring a lot of cool shit. So hopefully you're as excited as I am. I'm pretty happy about it. We got new instructors coming under the, the street cop training name and the family. Some badass motherfuckers too, some bad dudes. Uh, got some cool training. We're doing some, we're kind of polishing that up right now in 2018 you're gonna see some real nice stuff coming out of street cop training so pay attention uh we're gonna ask him some of these questions all right zach writes in can you do a video with something to do with what we should be looking for like criminal activity indicators during a car stop that you can articulate as res in a report to call a canine i think a lot of people are confused about the whole canine thing from people's comments uh like track marks nervous behavior etc things once you see that you should take a step further to call for a canine or try to get consent uh, I've done videos on this before, guys. In the group, you can use the search function. If you can't, you should be able to find it on your phone. If not, you can find it on, uh, if you go to a laptop or a, a PC, you should be able to look right to the left of the group and it says, it says search this group. If you put in things like reasonable suspicion or RAS, you'll see all the videos that I've done on it. It's a lot of content, but I will touch on it, brother. Uh, I'm going to give you the best explanation that I always give. And uh, hopefully this makes sense to you. And this is for everybody around the country. Always want to build up your reasonable suspicion. I don't care if you don't need it to ask for consent in other states. Really, really important to do. And uh, the better you get at understanding what you're seeing, because you're seeing things and experiencing things, but you don't under you don't realize it. You know it's happening subconsciously, but you're not at that level or you've not practiced enough where you can document all the things you see. So you got to start paying attention to the, when you come to the two day course and we go over behaviors and vehicle behaviors and people's behaviors, there's things that are going to happen between the vehicle and the people who are operating vehicles that contain uh, criminal activity before, during, or after it occurred. You may get somebody who just did something, maybe burglarize the house. They're going to act the same way that they did if they were driving to the burglary or they were doing something during the commission of a crime that have the same reaction every single time. And sometimes you may not be able to see inside of a car and only see what's going on with the car for that. There's so many different types of reasonable suspicion, but let me give you some examples to begin to work with. At the point a vehicle spots a law enforcement officer in whatever realm that you're in, especially if we're talking about a marked car, and they begin to act with odd behavior, things that are not common or that every other car you've seen happened on this road did not do when they spotted you as a law enforcement officer. Are you going to have some people who are doing 
85 and a 50 and they see you, they're going to jam the brakes forward. Yeah, of course. Like, duh. I do that when I see a trooper on my way home from, on the turnpike. Like, it's a natural reaction. I don't want to get pulled over. Do I think I'm getting a ticket? I, don't, I hope not. But, like, I don't want to get pulled over. Nobody wants to get a ticket. Nobody wants to get pulled over. But it's when the guy who's doing 50 in a 50 jams the brakes and brings it down to 37 miles an hour and then uh, switches lanes for no apparent reason and exits off of the highway into a gas station. And when you st- and there's there's head snapping and turning and head gr- hair grooming and face wiping. And then you see uh, as you pull him over, you begin asking questions and like, oh, hey, what are you pulling to the gas station for? It's like, oh, we need gas. But you see a receipt on the center console that he just filled up three miles down the road. Right. So these are the, this is reasonable suspicion. Remember, it's the totality of the circumstances based on specific and articulable facts that actually happened that create and paint a picture of something's just not right here. It's below PC, which would give you the authority to arrest or search a car. Depends. Not always doesn't always mean exactly the same. That's what reasonable suspicion is. It's the it's the things that occur that aren't normal. Like nobody else did this today. And this can be done in any realm at any uh, platform or setting or scene. Just as much as like if you're if you're standing in a mall and you're watching people, it's not going to be hard to pick out who shoplifters are because when they see you, they're going to shit their pants. That's just the way it's going to go. You can get really good at this. Uh, you just need some training on it. So it's hard for me to convey this to you in a live video. Good news is we have a full-time videographer now. I'm sure the guys who are following us on Instagram and girls, you'll see we have some cool videos coming out. We have a lot of stuff in the works. Uh, she will be coming to my first two-day class on Monday. We'll be chopping up everything from the two-day class and spreading it out like fertilizer to you, okay? So the things that you'll hear in class, you're going to see. Now, if you go to the class, obviously, you get everything in one shot. I'm not trying to right hook you and, and punch you to come to the class, but if you're trying to speed up the process, remember, you're getting 15, 30, 45 years of experience because we've combined all these people's things that we've learned in in two days. It will speed up your process. It'll get you to the point where you need to be. I can't. That's just the truth. There's a reason why 131 people are coming uh, next week to uh, Morris County uh, because they understand that people have gone and they come back to the police department like, how'd you get that? Well, I took this class. I'm not the guy who's going to change everything in your life and make you perfect. But if you have the qualities of a good interdiction officer and that's what you're looking to do, we certainly, we certainly can help you and get you to where you want to be or where you're looking to go. Obviously, the, st- the stuff that we talk about, my buddy showed mine right there, even you know, in the group, um, it's changed things for people, changed games for folks, okay? It has changed games for folks. Let me just see. For some reason, when I do these videos, I can't see the comments. I don't know why that is. We got to got to check that. Let's see right here. Hit that little button. No. I don't know. I can't see the comments while it's going. Because I see them later on. I'll correspond to it. But anyway, Zach, that's your answer, buddy. If you want more of it, you got to come to the two-day. I mean, it's hard. Like I said, we're going to ch- chip it up and, and send it out uh, that way. Now, let's see. Let's go into some questions in the post that I proposed earlier in the group. Jeff writes, do you feel the need that you have to tell the driver they are free to go before asking for consent to search the vehicle? Jeff, that's complete horseshit. And that case is called hmm, the top of my head. Um, so if you went to a desert snow class, for some odd reason, guys, are, oh, it's Ohio V. Robinette. I have it right here. They tell you you're supposed to do this, that you're supposed to have the guy in the car, give him his uh, registration insurance back, and then just kind of pull like a matlock on him. Like, by the way, before you leave, eh, stop right there. Would you give me consent to search your car? And the thought process is, 
You want people to give it freely and voluntarily. It's complete horseshit. In New Jersey, at least, I've never had to do it. There's a U.S. Supreme Court ruling called Ohio versus Robinette, which I found interesting that they were quoting in the class because guys are writing in like, we have to do this shit. They were texting me when in their class. So remember, if you're a guy teaching a class out there and your, your stuff sounds like dog shit, guess who's getting called? Me. And then I'm going to try to clarify things for these folks. Uh, but here's what Ohio v. Robinette says, 1996, U.S. Supreme Court ruling, which sets the ground level for where we have to be on this, says there's no requirement under the Fourth Amendment that police during the course of a motor vehicle stop or other investigative detention must advise the person detained that he or she is free to go before a consent search may be lawfully detained, uh, obtained. So there's your answer to that one. So anybody who's telling you that shit, ask for it in writing. Let's not hear it from Steve, who... Literally doesn't know his ass from his elbow at your muster. And he's telling you, oh, you got to do that. I heard that somewhere. Everybody heard something everywhere. I need to see it in writing, right? I need to see it in writing. Okay, let's see this one. Uh, Matt Hudson. Do you need to read Miranda for a consent to search form? Generally, no, it depends. Remember, Miranda is custody plus interrogation. Um, so it just depends. On a motor vehicle stop, when somebody's not in handcuffs or not in the back of the car, and in handcuffs, you don't need Miranda. Does Miranda ever hurt? The courts have ruled Miranda like, yeah, cool. If you want to give it, give it. But absolutely not. I've literally almost never in my life, outside of time that somebody was already under arrest, have given Miranda before I've asked for consent to search of a motor vehicle. Uh, there are several pieces of case law on that. I will add them into this presentation. Let's. Let me, I'll give you some of the names of them. Just so uh, I'm not going to add the stuff until a little bit later. I got to run somewhere before I can. I can spice this thing up for everybody. Let's see here. Uh, State v. Hickman, 2000. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, it's Hickman. Let's see what we got. Um, more, more, more. Hickman, Hickman. Uh, Berkemir. State v. Toro, 1988. Um, State v. Letman, where you're allowed to read Miranda on a motor vehicle stop. So these are some of the cases in New Jersey that we've had. And guys who are watching this around the country, like, hopefully you're picking up nuggets. I have found that out-of-state courses, you have seemingly the same stuff going on. You just have to figure out they're just different names. They pretty much, If it rules it in New Jersey, I guarantee, and it's a good thing, I guarantee in your state it does because it's super friggin' liberal here. So if we have it, you have it. Don't think it's only oh, New Jersey stuff. No, just find out what you, the name of your stuff is. Uh, Kenny Bauer. So you're, you're watching, brother. How are you, pal? Um, let's see. One guy wrote... Uh, Oh, did he delete that? You delete that, that thing about? Anyway, that's the last question I had. Uh, one somebody wrote something silly about the odor of marijuana arresting for it. Read State v. George Myers. You can arrest for the odor of marijuana in New Jersey for the next 94 days until our Governor Phil Murphy changes things and makes us a marijuana legal state. Don't get panicky about it. It's not the end of the world. Crime's not going to come to a halt. You're not going to lose every law enforcement power that you have. Relax. And let me tell you something. If the only time you're asking for a consent to search or searching a car is when you smell marijuana, you're missing everything anyway. You're getting dog shit. You know you are. You're probably getting a bag of weed, half ounce. Maybe you'll get lucky and find a quarter pound. You're not finding anything good because the best interdictors aren't worrying, about, aren't looking for the odor of marijuana because the best people aren't dumb enough to keep marijuana smell in their car when they're transporting a large amount of drugs, money, or stolen items. Some people